From MechanicalHub.com, this is the Make Trades Great Again podcast with your host, Eric Ani. That's me and my good friend, Annie Mickelson, all the way over in Missoula, Montana. We are two small business owners with a passion and a bit of experience in the trades. So thanks for joining us on our venture to make trades great again. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Make Trades Great Again with Andy Mickelson and myself, Eric Ani. Today we are joined by two very special guests, our newest co-hosts for this episode, John Masonbrink and Tim Ward. Guys, how are you doing? Doing great, man. How are you? Good on this end. Right on. Andy, you're there? I am good, Eric. Uh, if you're wondering who John Masonbrink is, he's my business partner and owner of MechanicalHub.com, and Tim Ward is another partner. Uh, he, Tim has worked with us at MechanicalHub.com for years now and really is the, the lifeblood in keeping us in contact with all the great information coming our way from different manufacturers and partners that we work with uh, throughout the I, industry. I heard cats. I heard cats. That's what I do. You heard cats? <laughs> I heard cats. Oh, you, cats. Oh, oh, I thought you were hearing cats. I was like, <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> That's an oh, man, this is starting out perfect already. Yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're not editing that out either, Tim, by the way. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no we got you guys on today because we wanted to talk about uh, Mechanical Hub's newest podcast. So now we have two. Uh, I hope that's all we have in the works because I don't know if I could contribute to even another one myself personally. Uh, I don't think anybody would want me to, but your guys' podcast is the not dead yet podcast. Can you, John, can you tell us about not dead yet and really what your podcast is about? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, you know, we decided, uh, earlier in the year, uh, all of us, including you, Eric, that we, decided we wanted to go into doing podcasts, thought it was something beneficial to our brand and, um, you know, our media conglomerate, I should say. But uh, it it basically, we talk about uh, people in the trades. Uh, we have a special guest on every week. We talk with, with a special guest and get to know more about them, uh, the business that they deal in and any kind of cool things that are going on. So in the past, we've done three. Uh, we've talked to Steve Richman, uh, group president of Milwaukee Tool. We talked to Johnny White, uh, chairman at Taco Comfort Solutions. Um, we're talking to Jason McKinnon soon. Of uh, He's technical director of uh, technical services. He's the director of technical services at Vega. And uh, Nick Nagley, he's a local guy here that uh, he's a co-founder of Whiskey Acres. And again, it was a cool interview to talk about whiskey. Uh, I know a lot of guys out there and gals, uh, you know, like to unwind after a, a hard day, a hard day's work or a hard week's work and, and uh, relax with some fine whiskey. So he was pretty cool. Talked about how the uh, company went from hand sanitizer to um, making whiskey and vice versa. So pretty cool story there. So, um, in the end, it's talking about the industry. It's kind of what you guys are doing is making people aware about the industry, uplifting the trades, and then talking to cool people along the way. So we're 
excited about it. It's fun. Um, it's actually pretty addicting, to be honest, as you guys probably know that. So, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. I I can't speak for Andy, but uh, I think so far I've listened to some of your epi- you know all of your episodes, and we have some sound bites for them. So I want to play those here in a minute, but. I thought was you brought it up. Talk to Nick Nagley. He he makes whiskey there, local uh, in Illinois, and not necessarily somebody that's in our trade related industry with the plumbing, heating, pipe fitting, that kind of those kind of trades. Which Mechanical Hub is is um, you know covering on a daily basis. What made you think? Of, you know what what got your attention with Nick? How did you uh, decide? You know, let's let's talk to this guy. Well, I think a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago, uh, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic and um, heard a lot about their company kind of closing their doors as a lot of businesses did, restaurants, bars and things like that. And although it might be considered, a, you know, a smart marketing move, um, they did an admirable thing and and switched from distilling whiskey and vodka and rye and they they kind of went into the hand sanitizer business i'm not sure it's a business that they want to keep going in as uh you'll probably hear from nick in our podcast but um it's i thought it was a pretty cool thing that they did during the you know the beginning of the pandemic and the, the height of the pandemic is to we have this facility and i i, I kind of relate it to and i don't take this lightly is that, you know, companies that were, uh, factories that were around in world war two that had to switch from, you know, making product to making bombs. I know this is a bad, maybe a bad analogy, but it's kind of like, what do we do? We, we can't, you know, have people in our distillery and have guests and things like that, but there's something that's going on, uh, that people need us and we have the ability to, to switch and make hand sanitizer. I, I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. And he was actually a really cool guest. Uh, he was really engaging. And we talked a lot about whiskey and what goes into it and how to drink it and all that good stuff. So I like the drinking part of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Andy, I was going to yeah. say, we, we taped the podcast after five o'clock on um, yeah. Thursday before Labor Day. And I believe we were all... Uh, sipping on a bit of the research material that we were talking about. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because they're a local company and if we could only have done it on site, you know, that would have been a pretty cool thing. Yeah. It was kind of neat to listen to Nick talk about some of the hoops they had to jump through and just flying by the seat of their pants because none of them knew how to make hand sanitizer. And do they, how do they get the product to do it? Uh, Some of the product they had in storage, obviously, but some of it did, they didn't. So and once they got the go ahead, you know, how do they, how do they sub- distribute it? So there were some cool stories that Nick brought, uh, talked about, uh, about the distribution and working with some of our local government officials and even the secret service. So if you haven't listened to the podcast, I highly recommend it. And Tim, I got to add, you know, he was a great soldier. He went out and did his research and bought a bottle of the whiskey and, and he had <laughs> it there and he was drinking it while we were recording. So Kudos to you, Tim. Um, great job material. on the. That's right. <laughs> well, you brought up uh, that we have an audio clip here from uh, Jason McKinnon. He is the the head of training and technical services at Vega. And if anybody doesn't know who Vega is, they make 
plastic and metal piping components like uh, they their brand that they're best known for in the industry in the plumbing and, and heating and pipe fitting industry would be pro press which is a copper fitting system and stainless fitting system and then they have mega press which is a fitting system that uses a specialized tool at, like pro press that can be used on iron pipe instead of threading you can press this stuff together it's pretty cool stuff uh not a commercial for vega but but more so we want to hear what Jason had to say. You had a cool, um, cool audio clip here that you supplied us. And, and I really appreciate the content of this one. So I'm going to hit play and he's going to, uh, talk about you, you asked him about, you know, killing the craft. Like that's kind of the, the, that's kind of what is overarching or kind of looming over uh, any kind of content that's out there on the internet when it's related to the Vega product. And I think he had a really cool answer. So I'm going to give this a play here and uh, let's, let's see what Jason has to say to your answer or to answer your question. One of your claims to fame or Vega's claim to fame is the pro press and the pressing technology probably 15 years ago. Now, 20 years ago, they entered the market. But there are still people out there that say, you know, you're killing the craft or you're taking the skills out of the trade. I mean, what do you say to people like that? Well, John, you know, this is something that we brought over here in the U.S. in 1999. I can say I understand where people are coming from. But what I can tell you is, you know, just because you can press a fitting, that doesn't make you a pipe fitter. That doesn't make you a plumber. Uh, mm -hmm. there's so much more that goes into the trades versus joining it two pieces of pipe, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if it were just about joining pipe, there'd be a lot more plumbers, pipe fitters, HVAC techs out here, but there's a lot more to it. You're talking about pipe size and you're talking about, you know, the rules of the road, what you can and can't do. How do you get from A to B? Uh, what's allowed by code? What's not, you know, health effects. There are so many different things that come into play. If you think that just because we've made, uh, an easier, faster, more consistent way to join pipe. Uh, if you think that's ruining the trades, then I think you got to take a step back and, and look at what your expertise really is. Because as a professional contractor, your expertise isn't putting two pieces of pipe together. It's everything else that goes along with it. That is uh, possibly... <laughs> Andy, I want you to chime in on this, but I'm going to say <laughs> this. That, that is better than I have ever been able to say it because it's been said to me a thousand times that, oh, you're taking the skill out of the trade. You know, it takes no skill to pull a trigger and that kind of thing. Uh, I get so tired of that, that attitude and it's, it's prevalent in the industry. I just don't get it. I, I don't either. I, I think the last time I, I got involved, I, now I just try to avoid those comments just because it, it's annoying and, you're not going to change the guy's mind. And I can guarantee that they're not going to change my mind. Um, but I think the last time uh, I got involved with somebody, there was a comment. I, I threw out a comment about um, vehicles taking the skill out of carrying a basket on your head. And it was just <laughs> like, I mean, this is, this is the dumbest thing that we could argue about. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's completely acidine that you would think that, well, this is, you know, new technology is bad. You know, I it just, it drives me nuts. At some point they said that about fire, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, if I could chime in, I'm I'm not a contractor and I'm certainly, uh, my opinion probably weighs less in this conversation, but I always 
kind of relate it to, listen, 20 years ago, they came into the market 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I was probably still using a flip phone or a rotary phone or something like that. Now I have a smartphone. What are you going to use? What's more efficient? What's, what's more beneficial to you? That's kind of how I relate it to it. What if I said, hey, I got this really cool device. You hit these keys and a little arm flips up and you have to use this stuff called paper. And, you know, you type out sentences in paragraphs and everything manually on the paper. And then you have to, like, just distribute that paper. What do you think about that? Wouldn't that be cool? Throw that computer away? Like, come on. This is this can, thing doesn't even require electricity. I can, mail it to, I can mail it to you and you'll receive it in five to seven days. Yeah. 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 And then we can have a debate. Using whiteout? I mean, come on. That was the best right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the cell phone analogy is really good. (laughs) Now I don't have to carry baskets on my head (laughs) because I have a trunk (laughs) or truck bed. I mean, my gosh, that's exactly it. And Jason really nailed it. And that was a really cool question. Uh, I didn't expect you really to even ask them that. And that's what I like about your podcast is you guys are just really good at interviewing people, which brings us to the, the next one, Nick, you talked about Nick and how he's making whiskey, but he's got a really cool, uh, little soundbite here. So why don't I go hit, go ahead and hit play on this one. So I would assume that there's, uh, other, uh, distilleries I've, I've seen in other States that are, I don't know if they're following in your footsteps, but they're kind of doing the same thing. So, where are you six months later? Are you still producing hand sanitizer? We're trying to get out of the hand sanitizer business. Are you? <laughs> well, I think it know. would. I don't know. I think it would be kind of cool to have you know still kind of sell it in a small batch and have it. I don't know where you would sell it or. That, that's actually exactly what we're doing. We've got bottles, yeah. you know, in the in the tasting room. It's know, kind of a novelty thing. You yeah, know? yeah, and we, we've got inventory, but but we we made a lot and and uh, have it so that we can package it as needed. But mm-hmm. we're we really want to focus on on the long term part of the business and, and being able to uh, you know most importantly make whiskey that we can enjoy five years from now. You know, kudos to you guys for kind of shifting on the fly and thinking about doing that just on the ride home from from Nebraska. That's pretty I, cool. I'll add one one little kind of fun detail that was a a wow moment was you know I, I told you the details of of our our congressman uh, Ken, Kinzinger reaching out to the. Um, a task force. And, and not long after that, we actually got a call from somebody saying that uh, they were calling on behalf of uh, Vice President Pence to mm-hmm. uh, secure hand sanitizer for the Secret Service. Wow. So we sent, we made sure we had some extra clean batches. <laughs> we sent that way. <laughs> Very impressive. Uh, and, that is you know, cool, that was, man. That was, that was a, I don't know, an eye-opening, a humbling, an exciting, an exhausting moment for, for the team. <laughs> That's cool. Secret Service hand sanitizer straight out of central Illinois. I hope I I hope they didn't put itching powder or any kind of uh <laughs> anything like that in the in the hand sanitizer, but um yeah, he was a cool guest. He was fun. Um talked a lot about whiskey and uh Tim asked him toward the the end of the podcast, what are some of your pet peeves and he's like He's like, keep your Coke at home. Don't mix it with Coke. I thought that was a pretty funny answer because that's (laughs) 90% of what people do with whiskey is splash some Coke in there. What's the name of the the distillery? It's called Whiskey Acres in DeKalb, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if I can find some whiskey from them up here in Minnesota. 
Unfortunately, they only sell in Illinois right now, and they're not able to distribute outside the state via mail. Um, they were working with their local congressman to try to update the state laws for them to be allowed to do that. But maybe well, at our next yeah, meeting, we can uh, yeah, meet we there can bring some whiskey up, acres yeah. into Calb, Illinois. Yeah, the whole <laughs> idea of you know the seed to sit the seed to sip that he was talking about john i thought was very interesting you know the different types of corn they use for different flavoring and stuff it just kind of peeling the onion back to learn a little bit about whiskey that's that was a cool episode just uh just aired this week so um then you guys talked your your very first episode was with steve richman and steve is a a pretty cool guy at uh very high up at milwaukee tool and our regular audience here at Make Trades Great Again is, is very familiar with Milwaukee Tool, but maybe they're not totally uh, in the know of who's kind of running the joint behind the scenes and really motivating all the troops and getting really the ideas um, to move forward with different product innovations in place. So Steve was your first uh, episode guest, and I'm going to play his audio clip here. Well, Steve, thanks so much for joining us, um, and thanks for being a good friend to Tim and Eric and I. And, well, thank, uh, hey, I, I gotta say, I gotta, I just have to echo the same thing with you guys. Is you know, you guys have been along the journey with us for a long time, uh, from when we started, and uh, you know, the comment about the friendship, about having a having a drink at the bar or drinking mm-hmm. a little bit of tequila, maybe, uh, you know, uh, along the way has has been there for a long period of time, and. And we cherish the relationship. Uh, we cherish the questioning and 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 the knowledge that you guys have yeah. about the the industry and the business. Yeah, it does say a lot about you too at, at these events, these product events. You know, Steve is there at the bar with you know hundreds of uh, guests. So I mean, it's just it's a comfort that we have, and I, I'm sure others will say the same thing that they share with you and the rest of the team. And we're so happy to be a part of it and be associated with you guys. So thanks again for joining us on this podcast. Our first one. Um, it means well, a lot I'm, to us. I'm honored to be on the first one. So uh, thank all, thank all of you. And uh, you guys have a great evening. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Right on. <laughs> so Steve is, he's not a whiskey guy. He's a tequila guy. I wonder if he should, if you guys should introduce him to Nick Nagley. I wonder if Steve <laughs> likes whiskey at all. Uh, who does perhaps? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not sure if he's a coffee drinker, but after listening or talking to him for about 45 minutes to an hour, he's certainly higher energy as everyone on this podcast knows. He's unbound energy. He's always seems like he's you know, four coffees in and he's just, he's ready to go. He's high energy, but that clip right there kind of represented, um, us as a team, you know, Eric, when we uh, met in the secret location maybe 10 years ago to talk about <laughs> doing Mechanical Hub and to come this far and to have a company like Milwaukee Tool believe in what we're doing and to cherish the relationship and to um, really respect what we, you know, our knowledge and your knowledge and everything we do in the trade, it's pretty, pretty special to me that, you know, they believe and trust in us. 
it, it is cool to hear Steve say that because sometimes the days get long. Sometimes you think, oh, gosh, you know, I got that to do. I got the, and then you're reminded that people that have you're reminded by people that have done so much for us because of the work mm-hmm. that we've put in. Uh, and they say something nice like that, Steve, uh, if you hear this, Steve, and I hope somebody on your staff does, or maybe even you, thank you, uh, from bottom of my heart. And on behalf of everybody on this podcast right now, Milwaukee has done so much for mechanical hub, uh, com and all of us in so many ways. So thank you. That's awesome. Uh, but that wasn't the, the only audio clip you shared with me, John, you, you guys both talked with Johnny White, and if anybody doesn't know who Takeo in uh, Comfort Solutions is or what that company is, is they are a over they're a hundred year old company that in the plumbing and heating industry would be best known for making circulators or pumps for boiler heating systems, and but they do so much more, and that's not what this audio clip is about. That ultimately, what people need to know about companies based here in the U.S. is that they're not all about uh, the corporate greed we hear in the politics this time of year or this, you know, when we're around election season. They're really about the people that run them and operate them every single day. And there's really, in my opinion, we've met so many different um, CEOs and presidents and, you know, this or that title that's so far up there beyond my comprehension but nobody, we've not met anybody else that seems to be like Johnny White. And that that comes through in this audio clip. I'm going to hit play now, and then we'll talk about that. I just wanted to interject before we started that. Um, the whole podcast with Johnny White was uh, kind of an interview about him and his journey and his philosophies and things like that. And I've always said he's the real deal. He's he's the the true you know, what you see is what you get. He's very authentic. And I just remember going to, remember the shows Naosham back in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I think they have a different name, Eastern Energy now, but Naosham had a motorcycle ride for charity. And I remember going out there uh, with my bike one year and he was on the ride with a bunch of contractors. And at the end, and I didn't know John very well at this point, and at the end of the ride, he said, you know, John, you should come up to the house and I got an extra bike and we'll ride and we'll just hang out and have a couple beers and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. And I went back to the show and I talked to some Taco people and I said, yeah, Johnny White invited me to his house and all that. And I said, but that's that's bullshit. You know, that can't be right. And they said, no, he's dead serious. He is. If he said it, he means it and you should do it because he's he means what he says and that's not that's not him being gimmicky or you know that's that's him so ever since that point i knew like man this guy's for real <clears throat> so what you're going to hear in the next part of this clip is just the real johnny white talking about his love of the country speaking of talking about uh, love of country and americanism and navy and we follow you on social media. We see some of the stuff that you post, and you are profoundly in love with this country. Speak a little bit about that. Well, I, I, um, I, I do love this country. I love it forever, and I watch that flag 
my backyard and every night, every day. This is a wonderful country. It's been a wonderful country, and I somehow it shall stay so. But I think it's provided so much for so many in so many ways and in so many places. And one of the beautiful parts about this country is that it is its consistency. You know, this country has provided nothing more than the opportunity for those that wish to do. You, you, you know, I, so for that, Tim and John, uh, I, I think I was, I just ra- was raised in a way that uh, through, through time I have come to so, so love this country. Wow. Yeah, he's a passionate guy, and I would only hope that anybody listening get a chance one day to talk with him because he will talk with anyone. He's very accessible. Uh, you don't have to buy his product for you to be, you know, for him to be a fan of you. He truly cares about people in this industry, and uh, it shows. It really shows. He's a cool guy. That's a cool. That was a cool interview. I really enjoyed listening to. To Johnny White, a guy that I've met a few times, and you know, somehow in some way, he's remembered who I am and what we do. Like it blows me away. Mm-hmm. He is definitely uh, the legit person that he is. He's the big personality that he is. Um, that he that he that he appears to be. And the first time I met him, I you know, I kind of thought the same. Like, huh, okay, all right. But after he uh, closed down a couple of uh, AHR uh, Jaco events and you look around the room and there's five people left in the room and John White's one of them. Mm-hmm. And you go, huh, this, <laughs> he does, he does. And, and every time I've ever talked to him since, you know, Eric, you said the same thing. And it, you, I, I, I think I've only met the guy maybe five, six times and you know, it is, he's just genuinely a great person. Yeah. The interview for me, I mean, it really, you hear his passion for the country. You hear his passion for the industry and his, his company. And you certainly hear his passion for his family because he's a family first guy. Listen, I've been to a lot of factories. All of us have, uh, we've taken tours. We've met the people that run them. I can't think of the last time I toured a factory or facility that in, and met the person who owns the place, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the top dog, whatever you want to call that person. And I've met Johnny White many times. He, like I said, he, he cares enough to even remember my name for goodness sakes. That's, you know, and that's not the only reason why I like him so much. I mean, the guy is amazing, but for goodness sakes, like that, that's that to me, like, look, I like Chevy trucks. I don't know who even runs Chevrolet. Like I, you know, so <laughs> there you go. You know, yeah, quite a difference. Even before we started recording on that podcast, I'm like, John, how do we address you? Is it John Hazen White? You know, he's he's John White Jr. Uh, how do we address you? And he's like, Johnny, just call me Johnny White. You know, I mean, that's that's just how he <laughs> rolls. You know, he's just uh, like I said, he's a real deal. He's he's about as uh, natural as you get. So and it was a really interesting story to hear him talk about the hair having if you've met johnny you know he's got long flowing locks and we we talked a little bit about that and it was an interesting story about that as well 
Yeah, it was. I, I, I got a kick out of that. I was listening to it uh, in flight here last weekend, and that was that was a that was a it was a good flight. It was <laughs> uh, thanks for that episode, guys. That was sounded good. So you're flying, oh. Andy? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, There's no COVID on airplanes. <laughs> nope. Oh, I wore my mask. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you have like a beekeeper's outfit that you wear when you're out, you know, flying? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, he's it's a Montana. A, he's in Montana. They socially distance already. So. <laughs> well, we 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 try to we try to socially distance, but everybody just comes here, so it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Wait, how come we haven't seen like a a t-shirt or meme? Maybe it's it's got to be out there, but you you bring up Montana, Tim. Like I immediately went to Sasquatch in my head, like the the king or the all time greatest, you know, uh, hide and seek player. Like, how come yeah. we haven't seen anything about socially distancing? World yeah, yeah, but isn't he also like yeah. the social distancing like poster child? Yeah, <laughs> Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need no stinking mask. <laughs> yeah, the king at social distancing. There yeah, you go. yeah, the king of social distancing would be Sasquatch. Yeah, what, what what who do you got on on the uh on the docket for your next interview? Well, we have a recording tomorrow with uh the Littlest Plumber, Twig, Danielle Brown, and Linda Hudek, uh the brunette plumber on Instagram. Those are their handles on Instagram. Talk to some contractors. And we're gonna just talk about real quote unquote women in the trades. Maybe not quote unquote, they're real women in the trades. And you know, Eric, it's it's one of my pet peeves, but maybe we shouldn't get into it. Maybe we should. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I think we totally should. I think it's awesome that you're going to talk with them. Um, I, I'm looking forward, actually, to hearing from Linda and, and Twig. I know Twig a little bit better uh, just digitally, like, you know, virtually, just through the internet. We have yet to meet in person. I haven't met Linda in person uh, either. I've not gotten to know Linda quite as well as I have Danielle or Twig, I call her, but that's going to be cool. Yeah. Cool to listen to, I'm sure. I was just going to say, they've both got great stories. And beyond just being contractors uh, like you, Eric, I, I know them just from uh, social media channels. And they, Twig, especially, very, very interesting people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, heck too. Both women we've featured on the hub spotlights on the, on the website. So if you're interested, go to mechanicalhub.com and search their names, uh, Danielle Brown, Twig and Linda Hudek. But, um, they're very interesting stories. It'll be exciting to talk to them in person. So we're looking forward to that, uh, tomorrow and that should be airing in a couple weeks. Yeah. Jason McKenna's uh, next week, right? Yep. Yep. He's next week. Right on. Well, I got to ask because I'm sure uh, everybody's wondering by now, Not Dead Yet is the title of your podcast. So where where in the world did you come up with Not Dead Yet? And when I, I have to say this too, before you answer, uh, when I heard it, I'm like, that that's perfect. That's perfect. So I want to know the backstory on the name Not Dead Yet for your podcast. Uh, so... To me, it represents, you know, Tim and I are in our 50s, um, and we've seen a lot of things change and evolve in the in the publishing industry with journalism and writing. And, you know, we're just some two old dopes talking to each other and hopefully getting an interesting guest on, and we're 
kind of said, you know, we're, we're still, you know, we're still here. We're still, we still, you know, have this breadth of experience and knowledge in the industry and we can get people on that can, can uh, tell a good story. So, you know, we're, we're still here and we're not dead yet. So that's kind of where that came up with him. Unless you had some other ideas, but no, actually when we started talking about various, cause we had a laundry list of episode or podcast names. Some were, you know, just play on words with the industry. And then we, once we kind of focused on while we'll, we're going to talk about the industry that we're in. We're in the building trades, and we're you know we want to make trades great again, as you guys are doing. But you guys are really focused on that contractor's uh, voice. You know, John and I thought, well, you know, we're both journalists. We've got journalism degrees. We've been in the industry from a publishing standpoint or a PR marketing standpoint. As John said, we felt like we're not dead yet. And John actually coined the term and it stuck. Eric, when we talked about it, you were like, "That's awesome," and we're like, "Yep." It's it's what we're going to go with. Right on, right on, you know, well, I'll, guys. I'll, I'll go ahead. Well, I was going to say that uh, years ago when we started Mechanical Hub, again, it's kind of a transition from me going from uh, print media to all digital with Mechanical Hub. I remember talking to a a publisher, and you know the story, Eric, is that we had <laughs> we talked about um, uh, my you know the the business and where this publisher was with his print media. And he said, you know, advertising is only like 6% of the market for digital. You're like, you can have it and we'll take the rest in print. Again, that was 10 years ago. And I don't know what the exact number is, but okay, we'll take that. And uh, (laughs) we'll, we'll move forward with it because I think, uh, you know, contractors are hopefully becoming younger and there's a turnover and this, this youthful generation is going to be more, reliable on or more uh reliant on on technology and phones and laptops and iPads and things like that but it's just kind of one of the transition i was talking about from going from you know the old print media to digital to to social media to apps and uh you know we're excited to see what's next with technology but again we're not dead yet we're still here so you know i uh I attribute that we were talking about it earlier with the, uh, the Vega guy. It, it's the same thing as press technology. So mm-hmm. you guys being a digital media company, you took the skill out of print media, right? Is that how that works? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the, or the skill yeah. out of advertising. Is that their marketing? Is that, I think that's the, the coining the same, the same phrase. So well, yeah, I, I hope their stone tablets don't, over over low overburden their head baskets well (laughs) (laughs) we killed the craft of typesetting single-handedly in the plumbing and heating media space mechanicalhub.com listen i know how much work goes into putting a a, an actual magazine together so i'm not sitting here disparaging that but i will say when someone says you can have the six percent of the market and kind of like dismissed the whole idea of taking, well, you're going to go all digital and oh, good luck with that. Well, okay, we'll take it. It's funny yep. because those, those exact uh, companies are going all digital now, 10 years later. Yep. Yep. Trying to. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, guys, I just want to say uh, on behalf of make trades great again, 
Um, it's been exciting to have you on and I couldn't wait to, to get this episode recorded because I think people, uh, are, are already, I know they're already enjoying it, but I think a lot more people need to know about the not dead yet podcast and the different kinds of people you're talking to. I hope we got a good highlight on that today. Um, on behalf of Andy and myself, thank you guys, Tim, John, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. We really appreciated the time and uh, good talking to you, you and uh, Andy. Have a good day. All right. You guys too.